0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code Wondery at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Come to me now. Okay. I don't know what happened. It just it just went off, bro. I try to I try to
0: stop. A man allegedly sets his father's girlfriend on fire and then claims he doesn't know what happened. Ohio attorney and retired judge Fanon Rucker and legendary homicide detective Phil Waters try to make sense of what exactly happened here. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Long Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. I have definitely covered a lot of stories at Long Crime, but if there's one thing I can tell you throughout all of them, it is that you have to stay safe. And that's why I want to talk to you right now about palm pepper spray. This is something that can really help. This is a discreet but powerful personal defense tool. Palm pepper spray shoots up to 12 feet using the strongest legal formula of pepper spray. It is super safe. It is easy to use. It is ready to fire. All you got to do is just point and spray. The best part, we got a promo code for you. You can save 10% By using code lawcrime10 at palmpepperspray.com. And always remember, call 911 if you see somebody in trouble. Over now to another truly disturbing story. This one out of Fairfield Township, Ohio. 23 year old Robbie Devon Robinson Jr. is accused of beating and setting his father's 50 year old girlfriend on fire. That's right. And this was all captured on intense body cam footage that I want to get into right now. So let me bring on Ohio attorney and retired Judge Fanon Rucker and legendary homicide detective Phil Waters. Gentlemen, it's great to have you both here. I'm sorry this is the case that we're talking about, but I think it's really important to dig right in just from the body cam footage itself. Now, I want to warn everybody, this is difficult. This is not easy to hear. A lot of this is redacted, but what this is is the body cam footage of when an officer responds to a report of a house fire and a woman lying in the backyard. The officer finds the woman identified as Brenda Scott. As I said, it's redacted, but it has been reported that she had extensive burns on her body, and you don't need me to tell you just how awful this is to hear. Take a listen.
1: Six or four, I've got the female in the back. <laughs> Severe burns control. Give me an off channel. Oh, oh, oh. So law five, law five. four. Back here on the ground, severely burned. Sir sure we <sighs> Honey, stay with me. I'm Officer Stebbins, so stay with me, okay? okay. I got the medics. are coming to get you right I now. I got
0: to breathe. Huh? I got to breathe. Okay. Inhaler's in the house. I can't okay. breathe. They knock my teeth out.
2: Okay. okay. Who, who's, who's he, honey? <sighs>
0: Now it is pretty amazing that she's able to speak and explain what's going on and how the officer is trying to keep her calm and try to get help. Phil, let me start with you. What's your reaction to hearing that because my goodness, I mean that is just horrific, horrific sight.
1: Well, the the officer that is arriving at that scene, he recognizes very quickly what is going on in terms of her injuries and he's very quick to get on there and say, you know, get us the appropriate uh, personnel here. So, but in listening to her I mean, good grief, you can almost feel the uh, the pain uh, just by the tone of her voice and what she is saying. So you've got the burns which of course have uh, started this whole this whole ordeal for her, but then on top of that, she apparently has an inhaler that she uses and yeah. so she can't breathe and the anxiety level is such a degree that you know she's she's not only got the burn thing going on, but she's also very concerned about the fact she can't breathe. So, yeah, it's, it's a pretty graphic uh, portrayal of somebody that's been attacked in this manner.
0: And, and you listen to the officer who's trying to be that sense of calm to her when not only was she burned, but she jumped out of the second story window of the house after she was attacked. So, just picture that. And he's trying to provide some sense of calm to her. I'm going to mention a little bit more about this, but I want to go to you, Judge, because to have these statements from a victim, And she's she's saying he she's saying he. So in a future criminal trial, if this goes to trial, those statements from her, the victim herself can be used against him. Right. That is absolutely correct. I mean, they're called present sense impression. um, They're also
2: called excited utterances. And, you know, one thing that uh, is of concern because this actually happened in, uh, I'd say, my backyard. So it's been on the news pretty heavily down here uh, since it happened last week. Um, if I recall correctly, I believe several of her teeth were also knocked out. She's in critical condition, or at least the last report that she was. And if she ends up not surviving this, I mean, obviously the charges will change, but also that statement will also uh, could potentially come in as a dying declaration uh, uh, because it has some additional reliability about who it was that committed this offense, in addition to whatever the officers already have uh, by way of capturing uh, the, the alleged offender here.
0: Okay, and that's important from a legal point of view when we talk about hearsay, like out-of-court statements that are used to prove the truth of the matter asserted. So her identifying who did this to him under those specific circumstances can be used against Mr. Robinson. But, you know, I hope it doesn't come a dying declaration because it has been reported that she was taken to the hospital with second-degree burns. She underwent surgery, reporting indicating that she was placed in a coma as of Friday, and as you said Judge, she's still in critical condition, and we are all wishing her a safe and speedy recovery because this is absolutely horrific. But now I want to go into the second part of this body cam footage. And this is when they apprehend Robinson, who basically approaches the officer and behaves like he has no idea what's going on. Take a look.
2: Come to me
1: now. The on okay. I don't know what happened. It just, it just went off, bro. I try to—I try to stop. So I find out what's going on. Sorry. What happened? Is there anybody else in the house? Yeah. Who? Hey, my, my stepmother. Your stepmother jumped out the back. what she Yes.
2: What's your name? Robbie. Robbie? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Six before
1: I got the suspect. In custody.
0: I don't know what happened. It just went off. What happened? Him reacting to the idea. She jumped out of the second store window. Oh, oh, she did. What's your reaction to his reaction, Phil?
1: Well, it's, it's with a, I guess, a morbid sense of humor that I watch him and his reaction to this thing. It's like, just what you said, Jesse. Oh, she did like, Big shocker to him. He thought he had done whatever he needed to do, I guess, to facilitate her being incapacitated. And he's, of course, what draws them to him, of course, he's walking up to him, but he's he's dressed. It's 80-plus degree weather, and he's dressed in a heavy jacket. and. Yeah, I, I wanted is- to
0: ask you about that. What, what, that is strange that he's wearing that heavy jacket. I don't know if that somehow, if he did this, if that's somehow... Was a protective gear from setting her on fire? Do, I was trying to make sense of why he'd be wearing that.
1: Well, it's certainly possible, and and there's no telling what was under the jacket. Correct. So those are the things we don't know. So when these when the uh, officers get him secured and they do their search, do their pat down of him to find out if he's got any type of weapons on him, that there may be something revealed in that search. And of course, they're going to take the the jacket. I would imagine they're depending on what kind of a inflammable liquid uh, flammable liquid that he used, there may be an odor on that jacket and on the clothing and so forth and so on. So they're going to, they're going to take the clothing as evidence, I would imagine. And, but it is interesting that he walks up and his, his reaction to it. And my sense is just, the overall picture of this thing i worked a case many years ago where a, a young man beat his father to death with a baseball bat in the presence of his stepmother and um great great mental health issues so my take is on this much the similar set of circumstances that whatever led him to do this to her uh, to miss scott that uh, there's he's got some He's got some serious mental health issues going so, so, on.
0: Here. So let's be clear about that. A few things. Number one, I would say the majority of the crimes that we cover, something's wrong with the defendant. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're, you know, insane and they won't be found guilty, um, because I do think it's interesting, Judge, when you listen to him, there is a sense there, um, you know, he, he claims he doesn't know what happened. And unless he has some sort of condition, assuming he did this, unless he has some sort of condition where he doesn't really recall what happened or he blacked out, I don't sense a really strong defense. Now, we don't know what the motive is behind this yet. I'm sure that will be explored. But you have the video, him right being in the vicinity. You have what Phil said. Maybe there's a material on his actual clothes. You have the victim seemingly pointing him out as the, the attacker. And then a neighbor called 911 and said that it was Robinson that threw water with gasoline. So it seems to me they have a pretty strong case. He's been charged with aggravated arson, a first-degree felony, and felonious assault, a second-degree felony. Those charges specifically walk us through how serious those are and how easy it would be for prosecutors to prove that, given what we see right now. Sure. So
2: what we see right now, I mean, there certainly, a, the, uh, I would say, a, a very substantial amount of evidence that points to uh, this individual that was arrested as the person who did this. Of course, as you said, we don't know enough about motive. We don't know enough about other evidence that they found. But the seriousness of these charges, I mean, aggravated arson, where you, tried, where you uh, start a fire and try to harm somebody in the process, that's a first-degree felony. It's the highest level of degree of offense in Ohio. Um, and then the felonious assault, I believe under these circumstances, would be a felony, too. Uh, which is the second highest degree? I mean, he's he's facing you know twenty five, thirty years uh, on these charges if they, those are the charges that stick. What also may change when this goes to the grand jury because what's going to happen after the initial charge and allegations are sent uh, are, are are sent to the grand jury, which is a group of citizens that are going to listen to the evidence presented by the prosecutor to decide if and what charges go forward. They may raise those charges to attempted murder. They may raise. I was going to ask you, you know, that. I, I, yeah. Why
0: wasn't he initially charged with attempted murder? Is it because they can't right now establish that he intended to kill her? Th- that's possible. And and again, there's going
2: to you know, the, the police officers, the first responders on the scene, um, you know, they, brave souls that they are and, and flexible souls that they are to deal with and see what they did see. Um, they haven't begun really a, a, a hardcore um, investigation. At least we don't know the results of that deep investigation yet. And it's very possible that once, Those uh, that additional evidence and statements and prior history or whatever else comes out through their interviews and through their investigation is very likely that additional charges will be filed, which may include attempted murder.
0: That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality, so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax—the way car buying should be. And if God forbid she dies, this becomes murder. That's right, and and because
2: um, of the attendant circumstances, and depending on what other uh, information comes out as far as motive. Um, or even prior history or relationship between the parties. I mean, it, it could be aggravated murder. You know, you never yeah. know, which, of course, would make him eligible in Ohio for the death penalty. But again, this, this is right, very speculative right, right, right. and far field. It's serious enough as it is without adding uh, information that we don't yet know.
0: I'm glad you said the seriousness of, it, of the seriousness of this attack. That's where I want to end this with Phil because that level of attack burning someone. Fairfield Township Police Sergeant Brandon McCroskey said this entire case was chilling. He quote it's quoted of him saying it's one that makes your hands st- hair stand up on the back of your neck. I don't care how long you've been doing it. And now according to the police this case remains under investigation. Police Department's going to be working in cooperation with the Ohio Department of Commerce, Fire and Explosion, Explosion Investigations Bureau, the Fairfield Township Fire Department, and the Butler County Arson Task Force. But I'll just leave this with you, Phil. This level of attack, it feels like one of the worst. It's, he said it himself. It's one of the worst that we've seen. Um, to have somebody be attacked in that way, in your experience, I don't think it gets much worse than that.
2: Well,
1: that is a brutal, brutal way to hurt, to harm someone, no doubt. And I can tell you, sure, of course I have a lot of, you know, as my homicide detective, part of me has got questions, questions, questions. I'm, I'm, I agree completely with the judge. You know, there's a, so much, we don't know at this point, the attempted murder, ag assault, you know, in, in Texas, the elements are much the same. It is much uh, an easier road to go to uh, get a conviction in aggravated assault than it is attempted murder. So, uh, and and the penalties are this much the same. So, I, I think they're going that route in in terms of the charging at this point. But my question is about this whole episode: is did the did the arson aspect of this thing happen before the assault, the physical assault, or did the physical assault happen before the arson? So, my my thinking is is that was he in there? He lived with his father in this in this house. And was he in there trying to do some sort of damage to the house? And he was Mm. mad at putting around the gasoline because he was going to light the house up. And she got in the middle of it. And so his response to her was to punch her in the mouth, knock some teeth out, throw gasoline on her, light her up, and then leave, thinking that he accomplished what he set out to do. And then that's why you have this surprise about how she climbed out the window. So. You know, right. I kind of want to know which, uh, it was the cart in front of the horse, or was the horse in front of the cart, kind of a thing, and it's just in the scope of the investigation. But yeah, this is a uh, this is a horrible, horrible way. To attack someone is to light them on fire, no doubt.
0: I'm I'm sure we will get more details in the days to come and in the weeks to come. But as I said before, we are just wishing for her to have a speedy recovery, um, because this no is such that. a brutal attack and uh, you know one of the worst ones we've covered here on Sidebar. Gentlemen, thank you so much, Fanon Rucker, uh, Phil Waters. Appreciate you taking the time.
1: Thank you. You bet, Jesse. Thank you. Thank you.
0: And that's all we have for you here on Sidebar, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. I'll speak to you next time.